It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'm going to get it. Because I, 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 been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas. Presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Hello and welcome to Monday. This is Game Time, your first word in sports. Tom, Ward, Ryan, happy to have you with us as we kick off a brand new day and a brand new week. And we have got a lot to get to today, and I do mean a lot to get to today. Glad to have you with us. Again, if you want to join us on the program today, we'd love to have you on our CNC Collision Center text line. That's 254-662-1660. 254-662-1660. That's the, uh, that's the uh, CNC Collision Center text line number, so you can jump in right there. All right, uh, around the horn we go. It is baseball season. Around the horn we go. Ward, how are you? Good. Ryan? I'm great. How are you, Tom? I'm terrific. I'm terrific. Uh, on the program today, we will talk to Ranger broadcaster Jared Sandler from from training camp. He's out in surprise, and he's going to join us around 8.30 this morning, so we'll have him on the program. Look forward to that. Kind of get caught up on where the Rangers are and what what's going on with, with the ball club. And, and I'm curious, guys, to see, and I know it's a small sample size, but how have the players adapted to some of these new rules and I and they're very significant new rules when you're when you're talking about pitch clocks and not warnings you're talking about strikes being called and balls being assessed and 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 all kinds of things going on so we'll we'll get into that uh Jerry Hill's going to join us we'll we'll recap the the Baylor weekend around 7:30 this morning and uh we'll we'll do that Ward let's go La Vega how about that? And to San Antonio. We've got two teams from Central Texas that's making their way to San Antonio. The Fairfield Lady Eagles mm-hmm. as well as La Vega. Uh, let's start with, and we'll just touch base briefly. Let's start with with the Friday night game with that pesky Harden-Jefferson team. Mm-hmm. A team that had ended La Vega's season the last couple of years. Well, they got it done. Now, it was a knockdown dragout, wasn't it? It was. It went back and forth. In fact, uh, going in into the locker room, La Vega was, was down and found a way to make that little bit of a flurry run there in the third quarter with that defense that, that they like to play and pressed hard in the third quarter, went on a run and took the lead and never gave it back up. But it was uh, it was touch and go there for a little bit. But they come away with a fifty to forty six win in a, in a hard fought ball game. You know, I, I was the only thing that bothered me is I I was a little afraid that they may have been out of gas for Saturday, but clearly not. No, they turned right back around on Saturday and played very well from from the jump on Saturday. Yeah, I mean they they, got, had, they, they won, had, won by what twenty? Yeah, they had control of that game against Madisonville pretty much the whole way. So, were you concerned about letdown? Out of out of out of gas. Any of those things that can happen when you're playing back to back like that, um, particularly yeah. when you're playing with so much on the on the line. Well, there's so much emotion going into mm-hmm. that Harden Jefferson game yeah, because yeah. that's the two that's the team that knocked him out the past two years, and so you know even talked to coach before that game on Friday, and you know that was that was one of his things. Hey, look, we we can't we can't leave it 
all out on the floor, but we've got to give it everything we have in this one, and we've got to get we've got to break through this wall. Yeah, but if you you know if, if you don't do everything you got to do to win on Friday, there is no Saturday. Well, so there's right. that fine line. But I mean, yeah. by leaving everything on the on the on the and lucky for him, he's got a good bench, mm-hmm. so he was able to keep fresh legs in the ball game and and be able to 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 go that route and be able to still win the game 50 to 46. Now they got a player back. Mm-hmm. How did she incorporate into the rotation and how many minutes and that kind of stuff? Mimi Willis played for the first time in in a year and got got into the game on Saturday and, and played well. I mean it you know she didn't she I think she shot from the field three maybe four times. Didn't make a field goal, but got to the free throw line and, and was one of two from the free throw line. So she incorporated into the game pretty well. All right, what what's next? Where what are we doing now? Well, be in San Antonio on Friday afternoon, a one thirty tip against the number one team in the state, the Glen Rose Lady Tigers, who are thirty nine and one. Um, they're on a fourteen game winning streak. They've outscored their opponents. By 1,400 points this year. Excuse me? 1,400 points. <laughs> did you say 1400? Yes, I did. <laughs> that's stupid. That's, that's uh, pretty serious. Yeah, it is. You think? <laughs> good gracious. This is a good, good basketball team. And you know what? Good. Because yeah. the, you, sh- you every. Look, it's the final four. It should be. Everybody it, it, should be good. It shouldn't every, be easy. No, everybody's going to be good. Yeah. Everybody that gets to San Antonio is going to be a good basketball team, and it's going to be a challenge for, for everybody there. Yeah, some I mean, better than others. but mm-hmm. Glen Rose beat a very good Canyon team to get to the state championship, 45-36 to 36 on Saturday in a, in a pretty close contested ball game. Well, you but know – Canyon. Being in that Stephenville area, Canyon, Canyon is, is always a, yeah. They're yeah. they're a rich tradition girls basketball mm, team no doubt. that you've seen at state many 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 times. No doubt. So that's a big win for Glen Rose. Absolutely. So, all right. So semifinals one thirty against Glen Rose mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. You'll be there. I will be there. Absolutely. So that's good stuff. All right. Uh, over the weekend, let's just kind of run through it. Baylor basketball. We'll start with the men. Boy, that's a huge win, I think. And I know that, you know, some downplayed it, but I I just thought it was huge from the standpoint. You did not want to go into tonight's game on a three-game skid. On the road, big Monday, three games. You just didn't. No. And look, they they lost two on the road in the state of Kansas to Kansas and K-State. Got off to a bad start uh, here. Is t- I thought Texas at you know at early was going to kind of run them out of the gym, but boy did Baylor respond. And I'll say this, and I and I know, and we'll, we'll talk about Keontae in our next segment. And he's not going to play tonight. I'll just go ahead and tell you that. Uh, but it's thank goodness I don't think it's as serious as as it looked when he went down. Uh, but anyway, I, I thought that they that their energy on the defensive side in the second half was as good as I've seen it. I mean, it, it, maybe I'm dead wrong, but the effort that I saw, you know, they were, and if they didn't steal a ball ward, they were tapping it. They were disrupt. They were very disruptive to Texas in the second half. 
and, and kind of took them out of their 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 rhythm. And I just I just like the way they play defense. And I love that Bonner came off the bench and and Langston Love and all. But man, the defensive effort that that I saw from that basketball team well, in the second half—that's something we've been saying for a while now. Yeah. In fact, probably the entire Big Twelve schedule is where's the defense for this team? The defense that you're used to seeing championship caliber, and it hasn't been there. It was Saturday, Saturday. In the second half. It was there. It certainly was. I mean, I went back and watched the game late. I went back, particularly the second half. I went back and watched it again late Saturday night. And I was just like, wow, that's that's good stuff. That is really good stuff. I, I just, you know, and we'll talk to Jerry Hill about it coming up a little later on. Uh, and then on the women's side, watching that game Saturday, in the second half, it's I mean, it was a head scratcher. As poorly as they played in the third quarter, they played that well in the fourth quarter. They scored zero field goals in the third quarter. They were, what, 0 for 12, Ryan? Is that right? 0 for 12 and a season low for a quarter, six points. Six points. But then they come out in the fourth quarter and he put 27 on the board. And I'm going to tell you, Caitlin Bickle put that team on her shoulders in the second half. Well, really the whole game, but, you know, that fourth. And they got it done. And now, here we go. Welcome to the Big 12. Baylor women are on a two-game winning streak headed into tonight. Now, they got a big one tonight. Make no mistake about it. They're on the road. Big Monday uh, down in Austin against a very good Texas team. But have you ever seen anything? I mean, what a swing, Ward. I mean, you can't throw it in the ocean in the third quarter. But in the fourth quarter, it's almost like they couldn't miss. Found a way. That's You know, sometimes it's just that's what it takes. You find a way to fight through and, and and erase what happened in a poor quarter that you just had. And sometimes that's hard to do. But they were able to do that and, and get that fourth quarter and able to you know get to the line a little bit and and kind of steadied the ship, if nothing else. But and they finally pulled away from the Lady Raiders. We'll, we'll talk more in detail about that. Coming up in our next segment, how how good is Glenmore's softball team? They win the Baylor Invitational, and, and they dominated, uh, particularly yesterday, 15-2 to two in five innings. They got their, their guest, Minnesota, on their plane in time <laughs> with a 15-2 to two win. And this team is, what, 13-1? and 13-1 with a win over Oklahoma. And I say that and and you know, look, I know it was they're 13 and 1 and playing incredibly well right now. They got was it Thursday or Friday that they got the no-hitter? Yeah, the same pitcher as well. Yeah. Two times in one week. How about that? Perfect game, no-hitter. Can you do much better? No. <laughs> Holy smokes. But you know, I'm just I can't wait till conference gets here. I want to see this team. They're thirteen and one. They are cooking with Crisco right now. Man, they are playing well. So, uh, congratulations to Glenn Moore's team with that uh, impressive, impressive fifteen to two victory over Minnesota at Getterman yesterday. And uh, they'll be back in action. I 
think Tuesday, yeah, Tuesday night. UTA will be here Tuesday night. Baylor baseball will be in action Tuesday night hosting UTSA. Well, they had a rough weekend, to say the least. Uh, yesterday, they played much better, I thought, and got beat 10-3 to with uh, Duke scoring, what, six runs in the bottom of the eighth to kind of break that thing open. But Friday and Saturday, it was, it was, it was a rough go. Uh, and so you got swept and, you know, I guarantee you Mitch Thompson is not going to make any excuses for it, but it's going to be a learning experience. And, you know, for those young guys, Gord, you've been there. You don't want that taste in your mouth again. Do something about it. Yes. Do something about it. And I think that's probably going to be Mitch's message. Uh, because look, that was, that was no fun. You know, I, I've, We've all been there. We've all been a part of those things, and it is no fun. And I guarantee you, the flight back to uh, back to Waco was no fun. So uh, they'll they'll get, they'll get back on, and that's baseball. Get, they'll get back on the horse tomorrow night uh, against UTSA right here on ESPN Central Texas. Uh, base as we mentioned, spring training's begun, and. I'm I'm kind of excited. <laughs> I, uh, I can't wait. I can't wait to opening day. There's something cool about opening day. Now you got to admit that. I, I know there's 162 of them, but there's something really kind of cool no, about opening a, day. It should be a national holiday where it should be no school on opening day. Everybody should be at the ballpark. It, there's nothing like opening day. It is the coolest thing. It really is. It, it's the coolest thing. Ah, uh, so. Again, now, I will say it needs to be opening day. Day, not night. Yes. I don't, I don't and like. And days, not opening days. No. I don't like opening day at 7 o'clock at night. I agree. I agree. I wholeheartedly I agree. It, I mean, and you know, they all should start about the same time. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, you know, don't, don't get, you know, I got, I got it. There's West Coast and there's East Coast. But somewhere in that, that three-hour window, let's get them all going. Let's play them all on opening day. And I've never figured out why some teams will play on opening day and then skip a day and then continue the series. The next. Let's go. Opening day, let's go. We play. We start, and that's when, that's when the whole thing – only time you're, you're, you're resting is to travel. So, let you know, here we go, opening day. But we'll talk to Jared Sandler about the Rangers, where they are. Let's see where DeGrom is. Didn't he throw a bullpen session? Yes. So we'll see where he's at with that. I mean – I think I think personally they need him to get to that 100 win plateau to win the division no to get to the 100 win plateau yes they they're, they're going to need DeGrom and to watch Ward run down was it uh, Bagby. no Bagby yeah I started to say Bosky so he's going to run down Bagby not worried about it <laughs> God, would they get to 90, 91, 92? <laughs> I, oh, is it going to be fun? Is it going to be fun? We're, we'll have a – you want to talk about a national holiday, <laughs> the closing of school. <laughs> the, I don't think that would be a good idea. The, the getting the buses off the road. <laughs> That's going to be so good. Uh, CNC Collision Center text line. And, and, again, I don't write them. I just read them. Besides the Rangers – a road to 99 beginning this week. Are y'all looking forward to the to the underwear Olympics called the NFL Combine? No. No. I, I know what Kyle Yeoman said about the Combine on Friday. I, I've never 
I'm just watching a guy run us, you know, or jump or or answer the 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 test, you know, and they talk. I, it, it just doesn't do much for me. And I know it's going to be on the NFL Network. I know they're going to talk about it. I won't watch one minute. I won't either. I won't either. First of all, these I, I don't need to know how fast they can run through cones. I don't need to know any of that stuff. I I, I can get that if I want to go visit them at at pro day. I will say the interviews are huge, and it gives the player an opportunity to be around. But you don't need the workouts. You just don't. And if you want to do the combine just to have the doctor's checks and the interviews, that's fine with me because that's huge. But you still could do that at their school, their location. You don't need this made-for-television underwear Olympics. You just don't. And the Players Association was fighting to get rid of the combine this past year, and they haven't been able to do it yet. I, I think it will come to an end. I really do. Uh, in particular, as you just mentioned, they they will have a pro day at that indoor facility here at Baylor and mm-hmm. all across the country. Mm-hmm. And there, all the scouts will roll in. That's, Co- that's head all coaches they, will come in. That's all they used to have. That's all it, that it used to be. That was the only time that you were around the players is when you know pro day came in, and so and some would come around at other times too and, and visit individually, but you didn't have this one central location where you had to do all these tests and go through 32 different doctors. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous. Um, and I, I just don't think it's really, really that necessary. You want to know how good a football player can play football? Turn the Put projector on, the on. Yeah. Turn the projector on. I know projectors old fashioned, but you get it. Mm-hmm. Watch them. There's 12, 13, 14 games on tape. Watch them. And I'm going to tell you, what when they go through the drills that they go through over, you know, at the indoor in, on the pro day, that's, to me, that's more football-related than watching a guy jump, see how high he can jump. You know, they're running routes. They're, they're, they're doing running plays. They're doing blocking schemes, defensive. They're lining up defenses and linebackers and seeing how quickly they can get into the hook zones. They're, it's football-related stuff. And it just makes more sense. I, I watched just about every minute of it last year. Stood right on that sideline and watched it. It was, it was football related stuff. So, th- there's there's your answer. I mean, I no, I'm not watching it. I could care less. Unnecessary. It is. Seven eighteen. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're off and running. Will you watch the NFL Combine? Two five four six six two sixteen sixty is our CNC Collision Center tech. Well, I'm just curious. You, look, I, I, there's no bigger football junkie than Ward sitting across from us, and he just said no. So, are you that big a football junkie where you're going to watch a guy with a number taped to his back, seeing how high he can jump and <laughs> from a standstill and all that stuff? Anyway. All right, uh, we are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, and we're brought to you in part by Circle Drug, 3211 Robinson Drive, and uh, it's, you know, locally owned, independent pharmacy, your one-stop shop for all your pharmaceutical and medical supply needs. I got a prescription that ran out yesterday. I got to get it refilled. I'll call them today, 
And a lot of times I don't even have to call. They call me and go, hey, we got everything ready. Or they send me a text and telling me we got everything ready. But this is a new prescription, so uh, this will have to get into the to the cycle of the other ones. But th- they'll get it done to where I don't even have to call. But I'll call today, and this afternoon I'll get a text saying, hey, you've got a prescription ready to be picked up. Now, I can go pick it up, or I can have it delivered. And they'll deliver it to my house. They'll deliver it to this radio station. They'll deliver to your work or to your home. Or you can go pick it up, which I like to do because I like to talk about what I'm picking up. Even if it's stuff I picked up before, you know, I like to, you know, anything new or, you know, just that kind of stuff. I just, what I like to do. And so you can, when you're, when you're there, you can go through the drive through you can go into the store, which is what I do. You can go uh, up to the pickup window. They'll come bring it out to your car, whatever the case. They're going to provide you service. And they're going to provide you service when it's convenient for you not them. They're open Monday through Friday, not 9 to 5, but 9 to 6. They're open on Saturdays 9 to 2. I didn't say 12 noon. I said 9 to 2. They're giving up part of their weekend to make sure you have plenty of time to get by there and pick up your stuff. Free delivery to to your home or office, as we mentioned, and a great opportunity for you to go buy Circle Drug. They they even do vaccines, and, and they've got uh, diabetic testing supplies. they got all that at 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 Circle Drug. So stop by and see Doc Everett and the staff or give them a call or have your doctor when he call he or she calls in a prescription for you, have them call it into Circle Drug at 662-0774. That's 662-0774. Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Join us Thursday, March 2nd, and hear from women's basketball coach Nikki Collin and men's basketball coach Scott Drew. That's Thursday, March 2nd, from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. What's the most important thing to you in car shopping? Quality vehicle? outstanding reputation, a dealership you can depend on. Hi, I'm Amy Hunter, and at Jeff Hunter Toyota, you get all three of those. But don't take my word for it. According to Consumer Reports, Toyota has been named one of the most reliable brands in the auto industry. Stop by and let us prove it to you. Shop Jeff Hunter Toyota. Toyota quality, Waco values. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Mex-alicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Listen to the John Moore Show online at CentexSportsFan.com.
SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco is Waco's newest speed shop. Looking for hot rod parts? SoCal Speed Shop in Waco has unbeatable prices. Check out their showroom located at 321 6th Street, just two minutes away from the silos. You'll find t-shirts, memorabilia, collectible decals, and more. SoCal Speed Shop in Waco, a retail merchandise and speed shop for anyone who wants to go fast and look good doing it. SoCal Speed Shop in downtown Waco. Stop by or check them out online at SoCalWaco.com. From the first workout to the last practice, sports is an incredible and rewarding challenge. Hi, everyone. This is Dan Ingham with the First National Bank of Central Texas, and we're proud to support each athlete, every parent, and our educators. From families, small businesses, to the biggest industry, we're here to help. With remarkable products like mortgage lending, we've got banking ideas that fuel big dreams. The First National Bank of Central Texas. Familiar faces making local decisions. Member FDIC. Equal housing lender. Exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Limited time, limited offer, maximum savings, maximum shine. An exclusive one-carat diamond tennis bracelet for only $499. Only at Diamore Fine Jewelers, 4541 West Waco Drive. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boys Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boys Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Game time is brought to you by Big Boys Record Service. Good feet and advanced foundation repair. All right, 725. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ward and Ryan, we're glad you're along. Uh, let's talk some basketball. Let's begin with the – first of all, Ward, tough loss for the Texas Tech Red Raiders on Saturday. Uh, we were talking about Tech making a run and, and really maybe helping the league get to eight teams into the tournament. And they still can, but, man, I think they got a little pressure on them now, don't you? No, there's no doubt. They're going to have to – I don't know if winning two games – in the conference tournament is enough to push them over. Now, it'll depend on what they do the rest of the run here this week. But I think even if they went out, they're probably going to have to maybe win that conference tournament to get a bid. Ooh. Well, that's, and you, that's, and a, that's, that's a tall task. Yeah, it is. That's, that's a uh, – that's a you're asking a lot, but, you know, why not, I guess, you know. If, from their perspective, why not? Uh, Saturday, how about the run of the of the Bears Saturday? They they had an 18-point run, second biggest this season, I think. Second longest uh, run this year in the first half, and they turned a big deficit into into a basketball game, and then they, they really got after it in the, in the second half, outscoring Texas 52-45. They put a 50 spot up on, on UT and went at 81-72. And it really was, wasn't was as close as that 81-72 would, would indicate. I mean, they got a double-double from Flo. 
12 points, 12 rebounds. Jalen Bridges had 17. Flagler had 14. And I know Langston Love off the bench and Dale Bonner off the bench, 11 and 13 respectively. But again, I thought I thought they played tremendous defense. And I, I thought the effort was just tremendous. And, well, there was a difference in the ballgame. They finally got some defense. 29 from the Baylor bench compared to Texas's 12 from their bench. And Baylor out-rebounds UT 37-25. to 25. So, uh, yeah, they, they had 10 more defensive rebounds than Texas. So, you know, there's those second-chance op- uh, opportunities to, to get the ball out and, and get it going in and, and transition. And Baylor's biggest lead was 14, uh, 18 rather. Texas's biggest lead was 14. It was one of those kind of games. After the game, the uh, head coach, Scott Drew, joined Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morse. On the post game, center was rocking. Um, I can't tell you if it was worth ten points or, or what, but I'm just—you've been on the road with us. You know how hard it is when you face hostile uh, arenas, and when our fans give us what they gave us today and have given us a, a, a especially in conference season. I mean, this is a tough place to play, and. Um, Keontae, uh, uh, first of all, people want to know about toughness. And I mean, he had 102 fever yesterday. We didn't think he'd play, and uh, he wanted to give it a go. And he was playing until he tweaked the ankle, and I don't know how bad. But my point is that was toughness. Yeah. Um, and then Dale Bonner, uh, it's a great success story for all players out there because no matter what level, sometimes you play, sometimes you don't. And when you're on the bench, um, Dale went from playing to on the bench, and he was an unbelievable teammate, never pouted, uh, supported, loved, and stayed ready. And at the end of the day, we needed him, and uh, he was tremendous. I mean, four for six, four assists, um, uh, uh, two for three from three. It was great. He did. He had a terrific day and uh, put in 13 points, and, and Baylor gets the win, and a big win indeed. Again, it stops that little two-game skid. It doesn't turn into, you know, if that turns into three, then we're sitting here this morning going, okay, what, you know, look the pressure on them now. They got to go on the road tonight and try to get that thing fixed on a three-game skid. No, they they got it done. And now, Ward, they get an opportunity to go on the road, play an Oklahoma State team that is seven and nine in the conference. And you've got a chance to maybe go steal one on the road and get your own little streak going. Yeah, and Oklahoma State's reeling right now. They're not in a good place. They're not playing good. And so this is a another big opportunity. I know you, you've got to try to get your legs back under you as quick as you can uh, because playing on Saturday afternoon and then turning right back around on Monday. But they've done that three times already. So it, it's 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 not no big deal, but – it's been there, done that. So mm-hmm. they know how to handle the load management and what they have to do to be able to accomplish that. But again, Oklahoma State is not playing very well right now at all. Cowboys have lost four in a row. Mm-hmm. Four in a row. Is this the third big Monday for Baylor? Yes, it is. So yeah, you're right. That that quick that Saturday to Monday thing they've done it, and they kind of understand it. Uh, and this is a travel. This is you know uh, get to Stillwater. Uh, probably left yesterday. Got probably got to shoot around in last night, or maybe you know. And so they'll they'll play tonight at eight o'clock. And but the beauty of that thing is, and we've talked about that before. Once this thing is in the books, then they get a chance to exhale, catch their breath, get their legs out, get their legs back under them before the finale Saturday in the Ferrell Center against the Cyclones. So 
they've got a chance, a serious chance to go on, on maybe a four-game winning streak and get this thing done as they head into the Big 12 tournament. So uh, that's how big that win was Saturday in the Ferrell Center. 10499 by the way. And it was a rocking. 10499 And Dickie V in, the, in town. How about that? We, I mean, they had the A-team. <laughs> so uh, good stuff. All right, so Baylor wins. And now Kansas won as well. So they've separated from Texas by a game. So that these midweek games are going to be huge. So, uh, look, if, if, even if – so if Texas wins their midweek game and Kansas does, then they'll go into Saturday's finale playing for – you know, Texas will be trying to get back into it and, and, and get a share of the conference title. So they can still get a piece of it. Well, Kansas has Texas Tech at home in Allen Fieldhouse tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, good luck with that. And then <laughs> Texas is in Fort Worth against TCU. Mm-hmm. Not who's, easy. Who's playing pretty well right now yeah. as well. So, I mean, if you look at it, Kansas probably has the upper hand in that one. Um, and then those two will meet Saturday at 3 o'clock. Probably for the conference championship. A Kansas Maybe. win. A Kansas win, and it's an outright title. A Texas win, and they share. That's if both of them if win midweek. Both of them take care of their midweek. Yeah. So there you have it. All right. In uh, Baylor at ten and six, uh, they're they're two back uh, as far as uh, as far as the uh, Big Twelve standings are concerned. And again, Kansas State is at ten and six as well. Iowa State, uh, Baylor's uh, opponent in the final game of the season next Saturday. Is eight and eight and TCU as you mentioned is eight and eight. I mean, it's again. Look, Oklahoma State seven and nine. I mean, it's you. You know the drill. We've talked about it a million times. It's good stuff. Uh, on the women's side, again, as we mentioned, Baylor wins. Caitlin Bickle twenty one points. Nothing in the third from the floor for Baylor, and then they shoot sixty four percent from the floor in the fourth quarter after the game. Nikki Collin. I think it helped getting Caitlin back in. I mean, I think that was a big part of it. You know, I thought we we really ran two or three plays in a row to start the third quarter and got layups. Like, Caitlin had an, uh, a travel, missed a layup, say missed a layup going right down the lane. Like, we got good. I think if we've knocked those down early in the third, we're, like, rolling. But I felt like we had almost like we missed those. We got frustrated. And then, you know, we just – I mean, it wasn't like – I know we only got 12 shots, but that was pretty consistent across the board per quarter. And I just felt like we just didn't have any energy in the third quarter. And it was like, all right, you guys, like we're going to have to show up. Um, and, and I thought we did. I thought we guarded better in the fourth. We played with better pace offensively. Um, you know, bugs came to play in the fourth, you know. But we, we started to get some stuff in transition, which was good as well. So our, our tempo just really picked up. And they get the win, and it's a much-needed win as they get ready to go on the road tonight. They're going to run down to Austin. And look, it's it's no easy task. You're playing the number one team in the conference. Texas is 22-7. and seven. They're 13-3 and three in the league. They have not lost at home in conference play this season. They're 8-0 in the Big 12, Texas is. So you, you've got a great challenge. Uh, but... You know, they start 0-0, so let's see what happens. That game, by the way, will be on our sister station, 104.9 FM at uh, 530 this afternoon with a 6 o'clock tip. So, Baylor and Texas 
on the quick turn as well. So you get the Baylor women and the Baylor men in the Big Monday situation. All right, uh, 735, we're running a bit late. We're going to get to Jerry Hill. We'll do it next right here on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time. Let's welcome into the program the uh, head coach of the Arlington Renegades, Coach Bob Stoops. You don't realize it, and, and uh, after a few plays, when I realize after the game, I'm like, oh, geez, I hope, I hope they have a delay on that switch. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm trying, you try not to, but occasionally something happens, and it's just, that's just your first reaction. Game time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 1045 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. Welcome back to The Naked Truck. I'm your host, Jay. It's time to answer those listener questions, so let's get to the email inbox. Our first letter is from Misty, and Misty writes, Dear Pickup Outfitters, can you please help me with my husband? He bought a new truck, which he loves, but he insists we load the entire family into the truck and go to the soccer games on Saturdays. Here's the problem. He won't cover that bed. We pull up to the soccer fields with a completely naked truck bed in front of all those children. It's just so embarrassing. I sit away from all the other mothers in the stands, but he just won't buy a cover. He says it will cut into his hunting budget. What can I do? Dear Misty, we have your solution. Pickup Outfitters has slashed prices on all bed covers. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to 20% off, and it will keep all his hunting gear safe and secure. Next trip to the soccer fields, take him down Lake Here Drive and have him pull into Pickup Outfitters. Check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. ESPN Central Texas is your home for game time. The John Moore Show and the Matt Mosley Show. Attention farmers and ranchers. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. 24-month lease with 5200 down for qualified buyers only. Lease and price and stock number 21047. 2.9% financing for qualified buyers only. See dealer for details. Dozens of 2023 Buick Envisions are on the lot and priced to move at Richard Car Buick. Envision is a luxury SUV without the luxury price. Experience the quiet escape of a Buick Envision with a test drive today. Lease payments start at $269 a month or save $3,000 on purchase. Log on now or Get here now and take home a new 2023 Buick Envision today from Richard Carr. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor softball blasted Minnesota 15-2 to go undefeated and win the Baylor Invitational. Glenn Moore's group is 13-1 and hosts UT Arlington tomorrow. Bad weekend for Baylor baseball. The Bears dropped the final game of their three-game set at Duke 10-3, allowing double-digit runs in all three games to fall to 2-5. 
MCC Baseball on the field at Bosque River Ballpark this afternoon hosting Tyler. The Highlanders are 12-4 after a weekend sweep of 7th-ranked Cowley. The La Vega girls qualified for the state basketball tournament with a 56-34 win over Madisonville. They will meet Glen Rose in the 4A semifinals on Friday at 1.30 in the Alamo Dome. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. All right, 740, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time, presented by Alan Samuels. We are joined by Jerry Hill. Jerry, did you enjoy your weekend off this this past weekend? Yeah, it was pretty easy, Tommy. (laughs) Uh, Me and the wife, we just got away and, you know, spent some time away. (laughs) Wow, could it get any – well, yes, it could get busier because this weekend is going to be busier. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy, um, but it was good. I mean, it was a good weekend. Uh, Saturday, you know, everything went really well with you know both team, both basketball teams winning and softball doing what they did. So, yeah, it was a fun weekend. Let, let's start there. And, and I, first of all, we understand Keontae's not going to play tonight. I, right. I, I get that, and and love off the bench, and and you know Bonner off the bench. I, I went back and watched it. Saturday night, late. I, I just thought, particularly in the second half, and maybe I'm wrong. I just thought Baylor getting to 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 loose balls and, and and disrupting Texas's offense. I thought they were really good on defense in the second half. They were, and they were getting on the floor. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're right. I mean, they were getting to the loose balls. Uh, you know, the defense played really well. I think they're a better defense with Dale Bonner out there. Honestly, I mean, he's just a you know, he he deflected probably three or four more and had, you know, a couple steals. So, uh, I, I honestly think they're a better defense with him out there. They're obviously not as good offensively, but he really gives them a lift on the defensive end, and I thought he played with a lot of energy. And, um, yeah, I do think that was the difference. And, and they pretty much, you know, and we talk about Keontae not playing a night. He didn't play the last, what, 30, almost 32 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of that one and and Baylor from that point on actually dominated Texas. So um, you'd love to have him out there on the floor, but you know, you actually played better with him not on the floor the other night. So I I think they're fine against Oklahoma state, uh, but that, you know, they need to, they need to keep everybody else on the floor and they don't need to get into foul trouble, that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, I think they'll be fine. How how important is this to finish up these next couple of games on a little bit of a run and have some momentum going into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I think it's important, uh, Ward. I mean, they, you know, obviously that one was a start, but, uh, you know, they need to put a couple of wins together here to finish it out and, uh, you know, beat Oklahoma State, beat Iowa State here Saturday and, and have a little momentum going into the Big 12 tournament. <laughs> and then see what you <laughs> – Right, and then see what you can do. <laughs> Ward, Ward purposely <laughs> went right past that Big Twelve tournament. He, he did. I did notice that. I was like, "Wait a minute, there's something before the NCAA tournament." No, no, there's not. <laughs> <laughs> and we've talked about. It. I, you know, I don't know. I mean, they're on the right now. They're on either the two or three line, Jerry. I mean. What about it? I mean, is this is this Big Twelve tournament for Kansas and Texas and Baylor, or is it, or is it for, is it for TC, TCU and Oklahoma State and Texas Tech? Yeah, I think it's for more like the bottom tier there of 
either helping their seeding or maybe, you know, one of those teams getting in. I don't yeah. see like, you know, Tech or Oklahoma or West Virginia running the table, but when you think about how competitive competitive the conference has been, you know, all year, I could see anybody winning that thing. And, you know, towards point, I I think for a lot of teams this isn't an important event. You know, they they feel like they've already done their job during the season and I mean Kansas uh, historically has not done well in this tournament. You know, they've lost as a one seed uh, several times. So, um, you know, I'm not sure what Baylor's, you know, uh, perception of it will be going in. Um, but, you know, like I said, I think if you can continue to gain a little momentum um, going into the big dance, what is this a little dance then, Ward? Is that, can we, can I'm we not sure I consider it a dance. <laughs> It's a gathering. <laughs> it's, a, it's a meet. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, I don't know. We'll see. I, I I do think, you know, Baylor could help itself. Like you said, they're probably right now maybe on that 2-3 line, particularly after the two losses last week. Um, but, you know, could certainly move up to, you know, a solid two, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, with both a sh- good showing this week and then at the Big 12 tournament next week. You got a top Big, 10 win on Big Saturday, so they very well could move back into that two-line thing. I, I don't know. Right. I, it, I just don't know that there's a ton more that you're going to get done in Kansas City, I guess is my point. Yeah, their resume is so good right now with, uh, you know, even their strength of schedule from non-conference and, you know, beating teams like Gonzaga and UCLA. I mean, they've done enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that they need to do any more. You just like to, you know, again, gain a little momentum going into the NCAA tournament and then, you know, see what you can do there. As, as far as Keontae is concerned, uh, it doesn't sound serious, but, you know, right. get him off his feet today and just and just get ready maybe for Saturday or or for the tournament. Well, yeah, the tournament, right? Hey, yes. You, you'd hold, you'd yes. hold him out of that little thing there in Kansas. You mean you're talking about the fundraiser? <laughs> the fun, little, little bitty, little bitty. Yeah, it's not even a dance. I don't know what we'll call it's it. It's a so, conference yeah, fundraiser. Sell cookies. I, I do think you hold him out, um, and maybe both games this week. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but I, I will say if he's ready to go, he'll go Saturday. Um, he's just that, you know, he's a competitor. He, he wants to be out there. I mean, coach Drew talked about it after this last game, he was running 102 fever the mm-hmm. day before and didn't, they didn't think he was going to play and he gets out there and plays. So, um, I, he is, he's a tough kid. So, and I think they called it a mild ankle sprain. So, you know, hopefully he's good to go Saturday and, and he gives you some good minutes in that game, uh, going into postseason. Jerry, when you look at the Baylor women and what they were able to overcome at home, that that third quarter was was not something that that they want to keep in their mind, but able to quickly put that behind them and have a big fourth quarter. How much does that help this team moving forward going into tonight? Yeah, I think it certainly helps you. I mean, uh, you can't do much worse than they did in that third quarter. They were 0 for 12 from the field. uh, Thankfully, they did score six points from the line, uh, but got outscored twenty to six. They lost a double-digit lead, and but yeah, the fourth quarter kind of showed what they can do. Um, you know, it was led a lot by uh, Kaylin Bickle and and Dariana Littlepage Bugs. Um, I think they scored twenty-one of of the twenty-seven points. So yeah, I think that helps certainly, Ward. I mean, it it does give you a little momentum. You've won a couple of games now. Granted, against you know teams toward the bottom of the conference standings, but you know, you did what you needed to do in those games. You're a game out of third now. So, 
you know, if they can finish strong, I, tonight is re- really going to be tough. Texas is playing, I think, by far better than anybody in the Big 12 right now. Um, you know, they blew out Oklahoma on the road, swept that series. So they've pretty much won the Big 12 championship already. They have a game up on Oklahoma and swept the series. So I think Texas wins the conference. But, you know, if you can, you know, play with, if you can be competitive with them down in Austin, I think that would be a big thing. And and then you finish uh, finish up at Holmes against West Virginia, a team that beats you on the road. So I think if you could split this week and then, you know, do a little bit in the Big 12 tournament, uh, certainly helps your chances. Uh, but they, you know, again, they have some work to do. Uh, but I think those two games at least, you know, kind of kept you uh, above water. Jerry, how about Caitlin Bickle? She, she's a senior. She's yeah. about to, to wrap it up. But, man, oh, man, her last couple of ball games – uh, in particular, she's just kind of taking this team and put it on on her shoulders. Yeah, and they're so much better with her on the floor, Tommy. Mm-hmm. Even when she's not scoring, I mean, like she's she's uh, you know without the title, she's kind of their point guard, and she is definitely their leader. Um, you know, I think the uh, tech coach, Coach Gerlick, called her the mother hen. She said, "I meant I meant it in an affectionate way," you know. But I think that is a credit to her that she with so many young and new players around her, she's able to tell everybody, you know, where they need to be, you know, and kind of run the play. So, yeah, I think she's been huge. And, and, you know, she was kind of the key in that fourth quarter. She hit that three pointer on their first possession and, and, you know, here we go. So, um, yeah, I, she's been, you know, unbelievable. I think all year, you know, all Big Twelve type, and, and I would never have thought that out of Caitlin Bickle, not after the first three years, anyway. So, um, you know, kudos to her for having a, a great senior season, and you know, and she'll have her senior day on Saturday. Hey, we're up against the clock. Can you hang on for another segment? Sure, let's do it. All right, we're gonna t- we're, we'll step aside. We got plenty more to talk about, and we'll come back with more in just a moment. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor basketball all season long with Pat and John here on the home of the Bears. Bears back in action Monday on the road in Stillwater to take on Oklahoma State. 7.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 8 p.m. tip-off Monday. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion baseball season long here on the home of Baylor Bear basketball. ESPN Central Texas. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. Why is your eye twitching? Because my lashes are bothering me. Then why do you wear them? Because they look good. They do? And if you want your house to look good. But what about the ones where the people look like they've got those big, like, umbrellas on their face? We'll take umbrella lashes, too, if you need foundation repair. So give us a call. I ain't got nothing to say. I'm still thinking about that last lady that had the wind blew her down the road. (laughs) That's where she ran into the car. I asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps. Turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized art support fitting at the Good Feet store. 
The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor softball blasted Minnesota 15-2 to go undefeated and win the Baylor Invitational. Glenmore's group is 13-1 and hosts UT Arlington tomorrow. Bad weekend for Baylor baseball. The Bears dropped the final game of their three-game set at Duke 10-3, allowing double-digit runs in all three games to fall to 2-5. and five. MCC baseball on the field at Bosque River Ballpark this afternoon hosting Tyler. The Highlanders are 12-4 after a weekend sweep of seventh-ranked Cowley. The La Vega girls qualified for the state basketball tournament with a 56-34 win over Madisonville. They will meet Glen Rose in the 4A semifinals on Friday at 1.30 in the Alamo Dome. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. All right, 7.53, we are visiting with Jerry Hill. From the Baylor Bear Insider, Jerry, let's let's switch gears. Yeah, and I asked the question earlier today, and I'll ask it again: How good is Glenn Moore's Baylor softball team? I mean, you can't you can't really doubt them right now because you know. I mean, I think everybody, you know, when Baylor beat them, I think everybody thought, well, Oklahoma's maybe not as good as they've been. Well, they went out and beat. You know, they dropped them down to number two, and they went out and beat number one UCLA fourteen to zero. So I think Oklahoma's still pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they had a phenomenal weekend. They're off to you know great start, thirteen and one, best start in I think twelve years. So um, and man, I mean, it, they were just impressive this weekend. I mean, particularly yesterday because um, you know, and I don't think Minnesota had their best pitching out there, but. Um, you know, Baylor just, you know, kind of got it done, um, you know, three crooked numbers up there in a row and, uh, you know, beat a good Minnesota team 15 to two in the championship game. When you look at Baylor softball, being able to do that and, and in the circle being as good as they've been, mm-hmm. how, how much does that help this team just gain that confidence getting ready? I know it's a month away, but getting ready for big 12 play. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, because I, I think I, we all know how important the circle is in softball. It's I, you know, I, somebody asked me this. I think it is maybe the most important position in any sport, just because that one spot can dominate. You know, whereas in baseball, 
you know, you can't really, you can't really have one guy that carries you like that. But uh, the way that Daria Orma Orm is pitching right now, I mean, she's been unbelievable. And as I wrote about, I mean, she looked at least somewhat human. Uh, yesterday gave up a two-run home run, and then, you know, the bats responded with uh, five runs in the bottom of the inning. So, yeah, and they've got pitching depth. And then, you know, like I said, the hitting has been unbelievable. Shailen Govan uh, has kind of led the way. I went back and looked last year's leader for home runs and RBIs was 5-30. and 30. She's got 5-29 and 29 through 14 games. She's pretty good. Wow. That's a, that's yeah. impressive. Uh, over on the other side of the diamond, the uh, the baseball side, Mitch Thompson, boy, that's just you, – you 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 have them, and you've seen it. Yeah. It, it, it just – it started bad, and it went downhill from there. Yeah, and I mean, they – I mean, when you think about it, they've had three – they've had seven games, and three of those they've given up at least 20 runs. So, I mean, they've got a lot of things to fix. Uh, I don't know that there were really any or, or if many positives out of this weekend. I thought Mason Marriott gave him a good start yesterday, seven strikeouts, still gave up three runs. But uh, I think he's one that you can build from. Uh, and then, you know, beyond that, I don't know. I mean, they're they're really struggling, and it's not just pitching. I mean, the pitching ERA is, I think, over nine is what I what I looked at. And uh, but you know, they're only hitting 220 something. And, you know, the defense has given up, you know, a lot of things too. So, uh, you know, pick your, pick your poison, I guess, because they, they have been killed by all three of those. So um, Mitch has a lot of work to do. I think he knew that coming into the year though. Uh, I don't know that he expected this kind of weekend, but I I know he, he knew going into this year that, you know, he was going to have some rough spots and, and some, uh, you know, rebuilding and and all that to do. So uh, I think you just, kind of scrap that weekend and move forward and see what you can do. You got a long home stand coming up. So hopefully you can kind of build some momentum uh, over these next few weeks. Yeah. And you know, Mitch says win or learn. And I, and I, okay. I, I agree with that. And you, you've been there. I mean, you know what it's like yeah. to, 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 to make that trip home after getting swept and not just swept, but getting kind of dominated. Uh, it's yeah. no fun. And, and it, if you don't want that taste in your mouth again, you got to go fix it and be a part of fixing the issues. And I think this team will respond. Yeah, I do too. And, you know, it starts, you know, tomorrow night against UTSA, Mm -hmm. you know, that uh, sometimes we look at these midweek games as just, eh, but I mean, I think right now every game is important and and they need to build from every game. And um, so I, yeah, I think it starts tomorrow and and then going into this weekend, you know, they need to, they need to get some wins going, and they just need to get, you know, a little better. I'd say after that one, a lot better. But you need, you do need to get just a little better each day, and hopefully, you know, again, by the time conference play starts, you're you're in a lot better shape than you are right now. Big Twelve Championship in the indoor track and field, and and some bears with some noise, uh, and a couple of championships come home. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was. I thought it was a really good weekend. You know, you didn't have just a ton of wins, but the women's four by four won it, um, and Matthew Moore in, in the men's four hundred. And the men's four hundred went one, two, three. I think it was one, two, three, seven. And then somehow they lost in the uh, final of the four by four, but they uh, set a program record at three hundred two eight nine. So they're heading to the NCAA's, and I think they're going to have a few qualifying marks whereas going into this weekend the four by four was really the only one 
that was in place to get there. But, you know, I think with what uh, a lot of them did, Matthew included, but DeMar Francis set a Jamaican record in, in the in the 200, and, and Mariah Ayers set a program record in the 200. I think, they've, I think they're going to get quite a few going. Uh, you know, like I said, after going in this weekend with one qualifying mark, all right, Jerry, uh, man, we, it, again, busy weekend and another one coming up. So uh, how, are you going to clone yourself? How are you going to handle all this? Yeah, there's about five of me right now. So <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see how those other four guys do. They need to pick up the slack. All right. Wh- what what do you got coming up in the Insider? Um, I, you Like you said, I think there's a big weekend coming up, something about bold weekend or whatever. So. Um, yeah, it's, it literally will be more busy than uh, this past weekend, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it'll be fun. I mean, we'll see how many I can get to. Um, Saturday will be another fun one. I, I, I like when both teams are at home and you can get to both of them like that. So that'll be a, that'll be a fun day on Saturday, um, you know, when the men host Iowa State and the women host uh, West, uh, West Virginia. So that'll be a – That'll be a good weekend and see if baseball can get it going. Yeah, baseball with a four-game set against Youngstown State. So it's going to be crazy. All right. Hey, Jerry, thanks. We appreciate your time as always, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Tommy, do I get paid double? Yes, you do for doing two segments. Yes. So whatever we've been paying you, just just times two. (laughs) I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. I'll buy you lunch next football season on a Monday. Absolutely. See you guys. <laughs> See you. That's Jerry Hill from the uh, Baylor Bear Insider, the uh, director of sports journalism. All right. Uh, we are running late. Let's get to John. He's got today's Baylor Sports Beat program on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, a big weekend in Baylor Athletics continues with two big Monday basketball games tonight. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Oh, her first word. Mama. Then, before I knew it. Mom! Soccer practice, art club, driver's ed, dating, graduation, five years of college. Mom, this is Ted. Wedding bells and suddenly. Life fast forwards. Keep up with Texas Farm Bureau insurance and protection that changes with your auto, home, and life needs. It's the right coverage for any moment because moments worth covering are never accidents. Get a free review of your current policy. Call 877-FARM-BUREAU. Discounts may vary by situation. Want options? The best selection in Central Texas is at Allen Samuels in Waco. During the President's Day sales event, get a 2022 Ram 1500 quad cab with 0% for 72 months or Ram 1500 crew cab with 1.9% for 72 months on all trim levels. Lone Stars, Laramies, and top-of-the-line Longhorn and Longhorn Limited. Or get a Ram 1500 Lone Star crew cab with values up to $8,250 plus an extra $500 to first responders. Baylor Bear Basketball Tonight, here on the flagship station for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's Baylor Sports Beat. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was a big weekend in Baylor athletics, including doubleheader wins in the Farrell Center on Saturday. The Baylor men knocked off Texas 81-72 the final. Baylor now 10-6 in Big 12 conference play and back in action tonight on the road in Stillwater taking on Oklahoma State. 
On the air at 7.30, tip-off at 8 tonight for Baylor, Oklahoma State, Big 12 basketball. The television broadcast tonight on ESPN. Meanwhile, the Baylor women knocked off Texas Tech Saturday afternoon in the Farrell Center 71-61 for their second consecutive win. Now back in action tonight in Austin, taking on league-leading Texas. Here's Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know peaking. I think we've got to go do it against Texas on the road before I'll say, you know, we're peaking. I think we've rebounded from a tough stretch, you know, and, and certainly two in a row feels better than four in a row in the other direction. Um, but I think we, we have to execute over 40 minutes better. Um, watching Texas earlier today at OU, they just, they, they smothered them. They made their life miserable. OU can run offense. OU's got one of the best offenses in the country. Um, and they just, when they were in the 40s, late in the fourth, when I stopped watching, I just was kind of shaking my head. So, um, you know, we, we've got a tough one in front of us. So I, I, I would, like, defer to answer that question until I see how we play. And it's not, you know, we're going down there to win, but it's about, it's, it's about do we show up to compete. You know, and if we show up to compete, we'll, we'll have a chance to win that game. Nikki Collin and the Baylor women in action tonight in Austin on the air at 5.30, tip-off at 6 on 104.9 FM, television tonight on ESPN2. Also from the weekend, Baylor baseball dropped three games on the road at Duke, while Baylor softball swept through the Baylor Invitational going 5-0 and on the weekend, winners of nine straight, now 13-1 and on the season for Baylor softball. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. Talk to you tonight from Stillwater and have more tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox. Did you know, on this day in 1987, the NCAA handed the death penalty to SMU football. Wow, that was 87, huh? For uh, the, quote, gross violations of NCAA rules regarding athletic corruption. They were accused of paying players, I believe. Huh, imagine you that. Believe. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just crazy. Oh, yeah, you weren't born yet. That's true. No, no. <laughs> I heard. I heard. But- it's I just, read someplace. <laughs> quite <Wow>. literally. <laughs> Think about that one. He's doing a story that he he wasn't alive when we were going through all that. It's just crazy to think about. I was in the middle of it. Oh. How all that happened. You look how, how far it's progressed today where it's a thing where everyone gets paid. Virtually. Yeah, but you'll never see that again. That was a mistake. No, the NCAA will never hand down the no. death penalty ever again to any no any team at for any reason no they ruined that that program oh yeah they still haven't recovered completely no they haven't they still have not recovered completely um they've had bright spots mm-hmm. but they're nowhere near no what they, they used to what pack they were. texas stadium texas stadium by the way ryan is a big building that the cowboys used to play in yeah in irving tnt huh yeah in irving yes that's right in irving i guess you read that too someplace <laughs> I do. Hey, do you ever, have you ever been to a game? I I never. I didn't go to my first Dallas Cowboys game till until 2018. So the answer is no. The answer yes. is no. Ne- never went there at all. I liked it. I liked Texas. Oh, it was a great stadium. I loved it. Yeah, it was. Uh, wow. 
I, I I've pick, heard of Texas Stadium. <laughs> yeah, Did I've you really... know SMU got the death penalty? Oh, boy. You know who broke that story? Chen Late, right? Dale Hansen. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? That happened on this day in 1987. Also on this day in 1976, Tony Gonzalez was born. He turns 47 today, born in Torrance, California. Hall of Fame tight end, class of 2019. Played 17 seasons in the NFL. Boy, was he good. For the Chiefs and the Falcons. He's number one all-time in tight end receiving yards, and he's over 2,000 yards over second place, Jason Witten. Number one in... Tight end receptions all time, just over 1,300. Number two in career tight end touchdowns with 111. And in 1,327 career touches, he only fumbled twice. Whoa. And only missed two games in his 17-year career. The way the game's played today, I don't don't see anybody touching that. Nope. No, I don't either. No. And he's one of 10 tight ends that were elected into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Can you guess any of the other? Ah, tight ends. Gonzalez was elected in 2019. Uh, I don't have them. The first one ever was in 88, Mike Ditka. 92, John Mackey. In 1994, Jackie Smith. Jackie Smith, bless his heart. In 1995. I think they ought to ban him. Catch the football! (laughs) In 1995, Kellen Winslow. Boy, he could play. You remember that game where he was just, he willed them to a victory, and he's got cramps. I mean, oh, it was just unbelievable. In 1999, Ozzie Newsom was elected to the Hall of Fame. 2002, Dave Casper. 2007. Raider. He's a Raider. Yeah, he played for the Raiders in two stints mm-hmm. as well. Uh, 2007, Charlie Sanders. He was a tight end for the Lions for nine seasons. 2011, Shannon Sharp. Played 14 seasons in the league. And 2019 again, Tony Gonzalez. And then the latest was 2020, Harold Carmichael of the Eagles. Eagles. He was. Those are the 10 tight ends elected in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And finally. I always looked at Harold Carmichael as a wide receiver. That, but That's yeah. what. Yeah. He's more of a split end than yeah. a tight end. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Witten ever get in? Should. I think, I think he's got the numbers to get in. His last season was in 2020, right, with the Should Raiders? Should Jason Witten get in before Jay Novacek? Oh, boy, that is oh Ward. <laughs> it's Monday. Why would you do that? And then uh, we that's st- I don't know. I don't know. I mean, yeah, boy, one's got a bunch of rings and mm-hmm. oh, and, bo- and both dominated their position. Huh, I don't, boy. I don't either. I- that's a CNC Clinton Center. That text well, line question. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I really don't know. I think you could go either direction on that and be right. Yeah, I do. Probably, I do. Uh, who was more valuable to their team? No check. Absolutely. So I think we just answered the question. Then also, but that is an individual honor. Mm-hmm. But you got to have team. I well. Great question. The impact on a team is important when discussing yeah, that. it is. It is. All right, what else? Then also we saw over the weekend, Damian Lillard dropped 71 points for the Portland Trailblazers. He was only the eighth player in NBA history to drop 70 points in a single game. The other seven, Elgin Baylor and Wilt Chamberlain did it six times, by the way. <laughs> David Thompson, David Robinson, 
Kobe Bryant, Devin Booker did it in 2017, and then Donovan Mitchell did it earlier this season with a 73-point performance for the Utah Jazz. So Damian Lillard over the weekend, eighth player in NBA history to drop 70 in a single game. All right, young Ryan, here we go. You ready? I'm ready. Where did David Robinson play in the NBA? Golden State. Wrong. San Antonio. What was his nickname? What was his nickname? I have no idea. The Admiral. Why was he called the Admiral? Did he also serve in the Navy? Bingo. There we go. Good stuff. Boom. All right. One out of three. There you go. Good stuff. That it? That is it. All right. There you go. All right. It's (laughs) fun stuff. I like it. (laughs) Texas Stadium. (laughs) Did you know? Uh, by the way, Grumpy says on our CNC Collision Center text line, <laughs> great line here, in, the NCAA is currently incapable of passing out parking tickets, much less actually discipline the program. He's absolutely correct. Uh, it is uh, 8-12. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. It's a Monday. Why not? Why not go get yourself a double R old fashioned hamburger as you kick off a brand new week? They're at 1810 Herring. It's the best burger in Waco. And there's a million reasons why, but I think it's that secret seasoning that they put in the, the burger. First, you know, when they put that thing on the grill, and of course they're not putting it on the grill until you order it, but when they put that thing on the flat top, uh, they, uh, they spice it up with some kind of secret seasoning. And then it goes to town, and when it starts to cook, you smell it, and you're like, unbelievable. That's why I always sit at the bar. I mean, they they, they have seating uh, all around the, the restaurant, but I always go to the bar to where I can watch them prepare the food. It is, it's such a great, great meal. Uh, again, as we mentioned, they're not going to cook it until you place that order. It's cooked your way. Whether I mean, you may want jalapenos on it. You may want the jalapenos grilled. You may want anything you want on that on that burger, so uh, it, it, they'll do it for you. Sports conversation. So if you want to host your own little talk show, you can do it at Double R while eating a burger. I mean, they they because David's going to get into a uh, a conversation. He may get into a sports argument with you, but he's certainly going to get into a sports conversation with you. It's Double R Old Fashioned Hamburgers. David and Perry and the crew waiting to see you. They're at eighteen ten Herring. Glenn Moore and Baylor Bears Softball on 101.3 FM. Baylor Softball continues their homestand Tuesday at Getterman Stadium hosting UT Arlington. 5.45 for the warm-up show, 6 p.m. first pitch for Baylor Softball Tuesday on 101.3 FM. Join Dan Ingham for Baylor Big 12 Softball every game on 101.3 FM. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. 
Welcome back to The Naked Truck. I'm your host, Jay. It's time to answer those listener questions, so let's get to the email inbox. Our first letter is from Misty, and Misty writes, Dear Pickup Outfitters, can you please help me with my husband? He bought a new truck, which he loves, but he insists we load the entire family into the truck and go to the soccer games on Saturdays. Here's the problem. He won't cover that bed. We pull up to the soccer fields with a completely naked truck bed in front of all those children. It's just so embarrassing. I sit away from all the other mothers in the stands, but he just won't buy a cover. He says it will cut into his hunting budget. What can I do? Dear Misty, we have your solution. Pickup Outfitters has slashed prices on all bed covers. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to 20% off, and it will keep all his hunting gear safe and secure. Next trip to the soccer fields, take him down Lake Here Drive and have him pull into Pickup Outfitters. Check us out on the web at createacommotion.com. Listen to Game Time online at syntechsportsfan.com. When we say at UBO Business Services that we are the premier service provider for Ricoh, Xerox, Konica Minolta, Canon, Kia Sera, and Lexmark copiers and printers, we are not blowing hot air. One way we quantify our status as the best is with an independent company used by millions of organizations called Net Promoter Score. It is the most consistent way to rank brand loyalty and customer service. A score of 70% or better is considered world-class. UBO score is an 85. Call Sean Hunt at 254-709-2101 or ubeo.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site, and you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com, and remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, day 18. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we are knee-deep in talking sports here this morning. We got all kinds of things going on. Jared Sandler uh, from the uh, Texas Ranger broadcast team in... Uh, in Surprise, Arizona is going to join us here in just a couple of minutes. But right now. What? Good morning. Happy Monday. Howdy. Hi, how are you? Good, and you? I'm great. Good. You feel better? Than what? <laughs> Am I supposed to feel bad? I thought Friday you were a little under the weather. 
Friday, I was in a better mood. It was Wednesday and Thursday. I was depressed. I was oh. a little down, remember? Oh, yeah. I broke. Yeah. It's probably still broken. I don't know where it is, but I'm doing good. Did you have a good weekend? Yeah, we were busy. It yeah. was it was good. Good, yeah. good, good. So. I was busy. But as I was busy, I was searching through the Googles, and I found a sport. No, you didn't. Mm-hmm. It is an actual sport. It is called, and I hope I'm... Co-co. Co- what? That's not a sport. That's Ward's dog. <laughs> no, co-co. It's spelled K- It's a drink, isn't it? No, that's Coca-Cola. It's spelled K-H-O, K-H-O. Okay? You have two teams. You've never drink it. You've never had a drink of cocoa? What is cocoa? Like hot chocolate? Yeah. I like hot chocolate. There's a difference, right? One's okay. sweeter than the other. All right, go ahead. Anyways, Coco started over in um, India. Over in India. It did. In 1987, they have they started the Coco Federation in Calcutta, 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 India. Calcutta. Calcutta. That's what I'm trying to say. Good uh-huh. morning, Monday. Anyways, there's 12 players. It's like tag. So nine players. It's a rectangle of court. Nine players are kneeled down on a line. They're facing opposite directions, if that makes sense. So half half your players are facing to one end, the other half facing to the other. Then your offense has three players, and they're running around the court, and one defense guy who's kneeling, they tag each other. And the whole point is try to catch one of the three guys. It moves really fast. And if you tag them, of course, they're out. And the whole point is, you know, every time you tag someone, you get two points. And it goes, you have two halves. And it's kind of cool. And you're staring at the screen. Look it up. I'm, like, I'm, I'm watching. It's It moves fast. I mean, you got to be quick. you got to be able to maneuver around that court. Now, they have at the end of each court is, or is from the side by side, you have two poles. And so that's where you start. You have your offense on one side, your one guy on the defense, and that's where you start. And so it's kind of cool. It's not like you've got, okay, safe, tag, your it. I mean, you just keep tagging your players on the defense and go after the guy on the offense. I've been watching it 10 minutes, and I haven't seen how they score. Well, the, well if you tag a guy, the thing is, they're so fast, it's kind of hard to tag them. It's three to nothing in this game, and it's been, well, now it's four to, I mean, it, it moves fast. I mean, look, if they're tagged, they'll go around a pole, and then they'll, uh, the defense like keeps tagging each other, and so you don't have like one guy chasing one guy the whole time. You could have, but you can only have one guy chasing a guy at one time. Does that make sense? Or it's a penalty. Yes. Yes. If Illegal got participation two, or something. If you get two guys running, chasing the offense guy, then there's a penalty. But, yeah, it moves quick. It's fast. It's a thing over um, on the other side of the world. And... <laughs> 100 miles or more. <laughs> it's like across the ocean. All the way over there to India. Yeah, but it, it did. It started in India. And um, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. But, it, you know... Are you watching this? Yeah. Y'all are just staring at it. It's but a it's, pretty cool game. It moves quick. It's mind-boggling. It's ridiculous it's not it's kind of like duck duck goose it's exactly what it's like you know except instead of being in a circle like you were when you played on the you're playground, in a straight line you're in a straight line so um but 
if you have two guys chasing the offense guy, like Tom said, it is a penalty. But you gain momentum when you run around those poles, I think. But it's kind of cool. They should have just called it Duck, Duck, Goose. The guy being chased? They're not going to catch him. Now, I did see a, a little video of the playoffs in the world championship, and it was India against England. Like, England even got on the bandwagon on this one, and England beat them, like, by one point, and they did catch them. I did see him actually tag and catch the guy, but... Um, Is the championship, like, broadcast on ESPN or something? I don't, I don't know, but yet. they have a big... They have a big... It's in a huge stadium. Replay. Yeah. They, it's it's a thing over there in Asia. There's a lot of people there. I mean, there's countries like uh, Bangladesh, Pakistan. Uh-huh. India, England. <laughs> what? I don't think U.S. hasn't caught on to this yet. But, no, no, or we Canada. Haven't. No, they play Duck, Duck, Goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they should have called it Duck, Duck, Goose, but they call it Coco. K-H-O? K-H-O. And if you say it real fast, it's Coco. You know, okay. But anyways, it's a cool sport. I think we could. No, we couldn't. Yes, we could. We could get everyone here I'm that works not playing here. It. You can be the referee then. We could play it instead of squatting down. We could play it on on camelback. We'll get the camels oh. to squat down. Oh no, that could be dangerous. That could be really dangerous. But I think I thought it was kind of cool. Moves quickly. It's fast. Just think, you got to have like. Fastness and ability hey, to maneuver. You gotta have what? Fastness. You gotta be fast. You don't want to get caught. Fastness. Fast. Yeah. Of course, fastness. Isn't that, <laughs> isn't that a word? No. Fastness. He was fastness. He was fast. He was the fastest. That too. But you can't say Ugh. in plural. He's, There's no. Such... You gotta be fastest. Well, I guess you could. You just did. You just gotta be fast. Okay. <laughs> You gotta be. You gotta have fast. fastness. Yes, yes, you do. That's what all those track track stars have to have. Fastness. Yes, of course. Right. <laughs> Anyways, that's it. That's your Monday sports for today. It's cool. Look it up. I think we should try it. There you go. All right, Steph. Uh, CNC Collision Center text line. Go squat down in the hallway and see if somebody will tag you. <laughs> You're funny, knock, Ward. They'll knock you over in this hallway. Uh, just a heads up, I-35 southbound is at a standstill around Baylor. So Ooh. that's that's not good. So not just good. A, a quick uh, quick track. Boy, we do it all around here. News, weather, sports, traffic. We, we, get, we get it done. So there you go. Okay, let's see what this one says. Uh, duck, duck, camel. <laughs> <laughs> that would we could kind of do that maybe 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 know. we haven't even seen the camel yet again when the springtime gets here when we are gonna the take... springtime gets here yeah <laughs> springs just around the corner i'll call set it up and we will road trip it to valley mills and we will go see seven camels he has seven seven camels, camels. all right all righty thanks dev have a good day all right y'all too Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, Football Junkie says, I'm only 38, but I feel like an old man listening to Ryan talk. Uh, he doesn't even know who David Robinson played for. <laughs> That's great. 826, we talk We talk world championship baseball. With oh. <laughs> Don't we? Oh, we sure do. Both of y'all. Jared Sandler from the Ranger Broadcast Team joins us next on ESPN Central Texas. 
Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. John Wilner and John Canzano, they got with the commissioner. And by the way, that's prompted me. I've now reached out to the Big 12 to try to get Brett your mark on. I mean, my gosh, if he's going to be doing Pac-12 podcast, Aaron, <laughs> right? he should be on our show. For goodness sakes, he should be on ESPN Central Texas, the flagship of Baylor. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Maya Fuel should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas owned and operated, independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for their great pricing and quickest delivery, they also offer non-fee contract fuel. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107 or find them at MayaFuels.net. That's MayaFuels.net. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Goodfeet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps, turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain. For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way. Since then, I've been doing so many things with my children. I went hiking this last summer with my daughter, something that I never thought was possible because I couldn't walk. There's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives. I am not an actor. I am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my Good Feet story. See what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the Good Feet store. The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. You're listening to ESPN Central Texas, live from the Allen Samuel Studios. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf carts are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead is locally owned and operated. With the best taste in old-fashioned burgers on a toasted bun, your taste buds will not go unsatisfied. Don't forget about their delicious chili dog or their tater tots with melted cheese. Christie's has that hometown feeling and friendly service that warms your hearts and not just your tummies. Open Monday through Saturday at 1045 a.m. Call in your order for pickup or dine in. Christie's Burgers in Bellmead. Stop by and get your burger today. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor softball blasted Minnesota 15-2 to go undefeated and win the Baylor Invitational. Glenmore's group is 13-1 and hosts UT Arlington tomorrow. A bad weekend for Baylor baseball. The Bears dropped the final game of their three-game set at Duke 10-3, allowing double-digit runs in all three games to fall to 2-5. They're at home tomorrow against UT San Antonio. MCC Baseball on the field at Bosque River Ballpark this afternoon hosting Tyler. The Highlanders are 12-4 after a weekend sweep of 7th-ranked Cowley. The La Vega girls qualified for the state basketball tournament with a 56-34 win over Madisonville. They will meet Glen Rose in the 4A semifinals on Friday at 1.30 in the Alamo Dome. 
Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Jack of the belts, picks. And the pitch to Young is hammered up the alley in left center field, a base hit. Grossman heads to third. It's cut off by the center fielder, Valero, but not before Young can scurry up to second. And it's a double for Josh. And the Rangers are cooking once again here in the top of the third with runners at second and third and nobody out. Oh, let's hope that we hear that a lot this year. Uh, and good morning again. It is uh, 831. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. And let's talk some Ranger baseball with Jared Sandler. Jared, good morning. We appreciate the time. And I, I realize it's it's a small sample size, but have you seen a lot of the new rules, how they've taken effect and, and what the, the what the end result has been on some of these games? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I mean, that game that you heard the clip from yesterday would have taken three and a half hours last year, and it took two hours and 49 minutes. And honestly, after the first two games, two hours and 49 minutes felt like a marathon. Uh, and you know, I know a lot of people who are in opposition of the, the pitch clock changes specifically are saying, oh, you know, you're turning the game into something it's never been and blah, blah, blah. But uh, I don't know. I, I disagree. I think the last five to ten years – uh, the game evolved into something it never was before. I think you're returning the game to what it was. Uh, you just now need a pitch clock to kind of get to that point. Uh, you know, the game's still nine innings. You don't start with the ball and a strike like some people suggested uh, to, to maybe speed it along. Uh, you're just cutting out guys standing around and scratching their butts and throwing the ball up and down in the air before throwing a pitch. And, uh, you know, baseball just in general is not a sport that has a ton of action packed into, you know, it's total game time. You know, it's not basketball. It's not hockey. It's, it's not football. Uh, so, you know, because that's the case, it's important that you cut out some of the fat. Uh, and obviously, you know, guys need a little bit of time to you know, get ready for the pitch and, and get ready for, you know, their, uh, from a hitter's perspective, seeing the next pitch and stuff like that. But I think, you know, without a clock, guys just took a little too much advantage of it. And it, it caused games to be on average three plus hours. And that's just a really tough thing to do when you're playing every single day. If it's once a week, like the NFL or college football, then all right, maybe you can get away with it. When you have all the action, like those sports have as well, you can get away with it. I just don't think you can in baseball. And I think the pitch clock is going to, uh, you know, a lot of people talk about the total game time and, Obviously, that's uh, that's a big part of it. But to me, it's just more, you know, the, the 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 dead time in between action is way more infrequent now than what it has been. And I think that's the key. Uh, I'm going to get your thoughts on a couple others. Uh, number one, the shift uh, that you no longer can 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 make that shift. How has that affected uh, these spring training games? And number two, the, the limitation of how many times a pitcher can throw over to first base. Have you seen that play an effect on on the games? Yeah, so the I'll start with the the disengagement rule, which you know the pickoffs are obviously a part of, and we just it, that hasn't been a big factor yet because in spring training typically you don't see the type of aggression that you'll see during the regular season, especially early. You might you know, as spring training starts to progress, and I imagine because of the rule changes and because teams wanting to really kind of test that, you will see more aggression than uh, than you typically do, but but you know not early on. So I don't think there's been a single situation in the, our three games at least, where 
either pitcher, you know, either the Rangers pitcher or the opposing pitcher has utilized both disengagements in a given at bat. Uh, but I imagine we will start to see that as far as the, the shift is concerned. Yeah. I mean, you know, visually, obviously uh, you notice it. We're no longer as broadcasters saying, you know, three infielders on the right side or, you know, the, the occasion, occasional right-handed batter where, you know, he'd, he'd face three infielders on the left side. You're still seeing middle infielders, uh, especially middle infielders who are, uh, you know, to the opposite side, opposite field side of the hitter shift towards the middle, but they're obviously not, uh, they're not behind the bag at second or, or on the other side. And I think, you know, what's great about this, some people don't like the shift be, or didn't like the shift because, uh, you know, of, of a variety of reasons, and they're all valid. I think what I love most about this is that it encourages athletes to be athletes. You know, I, I think we like, you know, people like sports for a lot of reasons. One of those reasons, you know, whether you realize it or not, is we love watching these guys uh, perform these athletic feats that, you know, you and I can't, can't perform. And uh, we lost that, you know, we lost watching athletic middle infielders range far to their left or their right to make a play. Uh, and you're, you're encouraging athletes to be athletes. You're reemphasizing the importance of athleticism, uh, you know, in the infield, it's not just guys standing there waiting for a ground ball to be hit to them because, you know, they're positioned so perfectly based on all the, you know, incredible research that these teams would do, or, you know, you have three infielders on one side. So now you just have to take one or two steps to your right or your, or your left. So, you know, seeing that's been a lot of fun. And then, you know, I think the hitters are obviously, uh, you know, enjoying the fact that uh, for those who would see the shift that, you know, they're not having to deal with that. And, you know, someone like Corey Seager, Nathaniel Lowe, I think those guys are, are going to benefit and, you know, as well as several others around the league. Jerry, what position is the biggest question mark that the Rangers have to get answered coming out of camp? So I think they need to make a decision how many catchers they want uh, to carry. And, and I think a lot of that depends on, uh, you know, how confident they are that Mitch Garver can can take on some of the share as a catcher when he's not DHing and when Jonah Himes on the lineup. Uh, I think that the left field decision is going to be a big one, although the signing of Robbie Grossman probably answers a part of that question. Now they have to ask, you know, do they want to platoon Robbie Grossman with someone? If so, is that Brad Miller? Is that Travis Jankowski? Is that Clint Frazier? Or do they want Robbie Grossman to be the everyday guy in center and see, you know, what they can get from him? Uh, I don't think that center field is a big question as far as who the opening day center fielder is going to be. That's Leody Tavares. But to me, while that's not a big question in terms of who, who's going to be the guy, that's the biggest question in terms of production uh, because center field is a high leverage position. And the Rangers really just have not had a, a consistently strong center fielder in a long, long time. Uh, you, could, you could say, I guess, Josh Hamilton was that guy. But, you know, even with Josh, they, you know, they try to move him out of center every once in a while to keep his body fresh. But, you know, they had a, a nice few months for me and Desmond and Delano DeShields was a little bit of a spark plug, but wasn't very good defensively. Leone Tavares is the guy who has the chance to be that person. Now, you know, he's only 23 years old. He's younger than Bubba Thompson. He's younger than Josh Smith. I don't think people realize that because he's been in the organization for so long uh, and he's, you know, had major league experience in each of the last three years. With that said, uh, while the age is, is something to remember, he's got to get the job done. He's out of options. Uh, and so uh, I think to me, there are two guys who are super important to this lineup, Leody Tavares and Josh Young. 
because right now the Rangers lineup is really strong one through five. I think there are a lot of questions six through nine, and those two guys can help answer those questions with Laoti, They don't need him to be an offensive star, even if he is a slightly below average offensive player, he is going to be a two to three win player overall because of what he brings to you defensively. Uh, but last year, unfortunately, he wasn't a slightly below average offensive player. Uh, he was a little bit below that. And uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that he can demonstrate some growth and provide the Rangers something they just haven't had in a long time, which is a reliable option every day in center field. Visiting with Jared Sandler from the uh, Ranger broadcast team. Jared, new manager, new staff. How different has camp looked? Well, uh, it's, it's definitely – uh, our, our daily conversations with the manager are, are definitely different. Uh, you know, Bruce Bochy carries a degree of, uh, of, of gravitas that, you know, we just, we haven't experienced in a, in a long, long time. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think just from a, a camp standpoint, uh, you, it, I think really where it can make a difference is, you know, the workouts and the things that, you know, you see the guys, doing and drill work and stuff like that. And I think one of the areas where the Rangers fell short last year was just the basics, the fundamentals. Uh, you know, you lose as many one-run games as the Rangers did. Some of it's bad luck. You know, it's it's not all for one reason. or There's several reasons. But I think one of the reasons was in some of those critical moments late, they didn't make the right fundamental baseball play. And I think it's easy to overlook the importance of fundamentals because these guys are major leaguers, right? You know, that it should be second nature to them. And they all know them, right? If, if you ask these guys outside of, you know, that moment when it actually is right in front of them, what's the right play here? What's the right decision? 19 times out of 20, they're going to give you the right answer. But are they, are they practiced enough? Uh, are they ingrained in their mind so that in that moment in front of 30,000 people, in the eighth inning, they're going to make that split decision correctly. And I just don't think the Rangers did that uh, well enough last year. And, and I think there's been a huge emphasis on just the basics, the fundamentals of this camp, which uh, might be boring to some of these guys, but uh, it has been a point of emphasis from the coaching staff. And I think it's going to pay off when the season rolls around. Jared, do you think the Rangers have a true closer in the pen already, or are they in search of one still? I, I well, Okay, so they definitely don't have – like an Edwin Diaz type, right? You know, the, the fact that it's a conversation uh, means that I guess the answer to your question is, is no. Uh, on the other hand, I think they know who their closer is going to be. And, and I think that's going to be Jose LeClerc uh, to start the year. Now uh, he's, you know, he, I don't know what sort of a, a leash he's going to get when the year starts. Uh, the good thing is Jose finished last year strong and you know, I think you can take something away from that just because he's further and further removed from, you know, Tommy John and, uh, you know, his injury. Uh, he's looked good so far in camp. I usually don't like judging anyone's performance in spring training, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, with pitchers, I, I think you can maybe draw a little more than hitters if you're looking for velocity, which appears to be back for Jose. But in WBC years and World Baseball Classic years, uh, you can sometimes take a little bit more away from pitchers who are going to go to the WBC because they usually come to camp uh, a little more ahead of schedule, uh, a little more prepared to compete than you know a pitcher might in, in non-WBC years. And I think one advantage that Jose Leclerc has is that by going to the WBC and representing the Dominican Republic, he's going to pitch in, in big games. He's going to pitch in high-leverage situations. You know, the 
I don't know how much the WBC means to, you know, some of the countries. It means a ton to the Dominican. It means a ton to the Latin American countries. And so just getting some high leverage innings under his belt before the actual season starts, you know, probably works to his advantage, you know, as long as he pitches well. Uh, but I think when the season starts, Jose Leclerc's going to get the first crack at being the team's closer. Uh, and you got some other options like Jonathan Hernandez and Brock Burke. And I mean, even a guy like Ian Kennedy, if he makes the team, he was really, really good last year uh, up until September. He had a bad September, uh, but was, was really good otherwise. Uh, and, uh, you know, he could be maybe a dark horse if the Rangers aren't satisfied with the other three options we talked about. We talk about the back end of the pen. Let's talk about the rotation. Where are we with, with uh, DeGrom? And if he is 100% at the beginning of the year, how good can this rotation be, in your opinion? I think this rotation can be really good. Uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, John Gray threw yesterday, and I feel like no one is talking about John Gray. Uh, and if all the guys are healthy, which is that's a, a big stretch, but if you got 25-plus starts from all five of the guys who are projected to be in the rotation, I, I really think John Gray is the second-best pitcher. Uh, now, John Gray, like Nathan Valdi, like Andrew Heaney, like Jacob DeGrom, has uh, the – a track record of injuries. He was on the IL four times last year. So it's, it's an interesting rotation because you're not just relying on one guy and Jacob DeGrom, who's injury prone for better or for worse, four of the five guys, I guess you could attach that label to, which, you know, add some risk, but I don't know, hopefully you get, you're not super unlucky and, and deal with lots of injuries from all four of those guys, in which case I think the depth is huge. And, just generally speaking, with where the Rangers are now from a rotation standpoint, I think it's the most talented rotation that they have ever had in franchise history heading into a season. Uh, and unfortunately, the the track record of this franchise is to have dominant lineups, not dominant pitching staff. So it's not like it's a super high bar to clear. Uh, but with that said, I, I don't think they've ever had this type of talent and this type of depth in their rotation. And then with Jacob DeGrom, he threw another bullpen yesterday we still got a month until the season starts. You know, if, if, as long as there aren't any setbacks, you know, he should be ready to go uh, on opening day. Uh, with that said, you know, we got to make sure that he gets into a game. Uh, you know, want to see him on the mound in game action, which hopefully we'll, we'll see here in the next week. And as long as that's the case, I'm sure he'll be ready to go when the season starts. Who is the face of this franchise right now? Man, that's a great question. Uh I, I think uh, Marcus Simeon, you know, even though he's not super rah-rah, you know, uh, like publicly outgoing guy, uh, you know, he's not uh, Mr. Charisma necessarily to the public. You know, I think he is, uh, I think he is that privately to teammates. Uh, I think if you're looking for a guy who's willing to and, and comfortable being out front and being the leader. I, I think it's Marcus. Um, I think you got some young guys who eventually can join him in that regard. Uh, I think Martin Perez, just from a rotation standpoint, plays a, a big role. You know, as a veteran who's had his ups and downs, you know, he's, he's experienced good seasons like last year when he was an all star. He's also, you know, been at a crossroads in his career. And I think those experiences help, uh, you know, allows him to kind of connect with all sorts of guys. And he's also a Latin American player who speaks English. Uh, you know, that's important too. But, uh, you know, Corey Seager is this team's best player. Uh, but Corey's, you know, he, he's not he's not someone who wants to be 
the leader. And, and that's not a bad thing. You know, not, not everyone uh, needs to be that guy. You know, Corey's going to be this team's best player, and that's enough. Uh, you know, I, I think sometimes we try to force guys into being leaders, you know, fitting – uh, you know, a, a square peg into a round hole, and, and it just doesn't work. You, you make that that guy, that athlete, uncomfortable. Uh, and so, if I, I don't know that there's an obvious answer, but if I had to nominate one, I, I would say it's Marcus Simeon. If everything goes according to the script, in in from an injury standpoint, those type of things, give us. And I don't know, boy, this may be unfair, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway. Do you have a number in mind of wins that this team can achieve, and, and it be a fair number? Yeah, so I think Vegas has them, what, like 84, 85 wins. Uh, and I think that's a, a fair number from that standpoint. And now it's just a matter of, uh, all right, is this going to be a team that overachieves or underachieves? Uh, and one of, the, one of the messages that we've heard from the front office and the coaching staff is that they want this team to play in a way that is going to allow them to overachieve, not just because guys have good individual years, but because they do the little things to scratch out wins and games in which they're not supposed to win. Uh, and, you know, over the course of 162 games, you're going to lose games. You shouldn't lose. You're going to win games. You shouldn't win. It, the big question is what's the, the net going to be, uh, you know, in those two outcomes. And last year, the Rangers were net negative in that. And I think they hope to flip that script. So, with that said, I don't. I would be shocked beyond measure if this team won like 97 games. But could this team win 91 or 92 games? Yeah, you know they have to overachieve. They probably probably means Josh Young uh, has a uh, you know a pretty good year uh, for his first full year in the big leagues. Uh, you know it, it means they have relative health uh, in their rotation, and it probably means they find a, a bullpen arm or two uh, who ends up stepping up in a big way. Uh, beyond expectation, much like Brock Burke and Matt Moore last year. So things are going to have to go right. But I do think this team can make the playoffs. And if you think that this team could make the playoffs, even if you don't believe they are a favorite to make the playoffs, then you probably have to believe that they're capable of winning 91 or 92 games because it's it's not easy to, to get a playoff spot when you're falling short of, of 90 wins. Man, great stuff. Thank you so much. Uh, and I know you're busy and I know you got a lot of things going here. Uh, we appreciate your time as always. Hey, no, thanks so much for having me on, guys. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. That's Jared Sandler from the uh, Ranger Broadcast team. So, he says 91's achievable. All we have to find, Ryan, is nine wins over four months. They're not getting to 90. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan, we can find nine wins, can't we? I think we can. He said 91 is doable. He oh, said, he said that would be outstanding. Well, yes, he did. So I'm just, he said they would have to overachieve to yes, do that. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he, he he said that Vegas has got about eighty four, eighty five, and he, you know, if they overachieve, they can get to ninety one. So I'm just going to assume they overachieve. I really like this team. And not now, all we got to do is find nine wins. Now, here's the other question. I'm very comfortable. I know it's not going to happen. So you can. <laughs> here's the other question. Here's the other question. Does it all 100 have to be in the regular season? Or can we get into the playoffs and as we make our run to the World Series? They're not getting to the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) All right, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. 
coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all season long here on ESPN Central Texas. The Bears back home at Baylor Ballpark Tuesday hosting UT San Antonio. 6.15 for the warm-up show. It's a 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the Roadrunners from Baylor Ballpark on Tuesday. This is the home for Baylor Bear Baseball, ESPN Central Texas. Elevate your career with a new job at VersaLift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. VersaLift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco to apply. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The home for Baylor Bear Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Save to Win at First Central Credit Union. Only $25 to start your Save to Win account. Win up to $5,000 in quarterly prizes. Save to Win must be activated January 1st through April 30th. First Central Save to Win account is the smartest way to save. Everything we do, we do for you. Speak with a member services rep for details. Go online at firstcentralcu.com. Subject to membership eligibility and application policies, member NCUA. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. Baylor softball blasted Minnesota 15-2 to go undefeated and win the Baylor Invitational. Glenn Moore's group is 13-1 and hosts UT Arlington tomorrow. A bad weekend for Baylor baseball. The Bears dropped the final game of their three-game set at Duke 10-3, allowing double-digit runs in all three games to fall to 2-5. They're at home tomorrow against UT San Antonio. MCC Baseball on the field at Bosque River Ballpark this afternoon hosting Tyler. The Highlanders are 12-4 after a weekend sweep of 7th-ranked Cowley. The La Vega girls qualified for the state basketball tournament with a 56-34 win over Madisonville. They will meet Glen Rose in the 4A semifinals on Friday at 1.30 in the Alamo Dome. 
Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time. All right, 855, this is Game Time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. It's a big Monday, Ward. We've got the uh, Baylor and Texas women coming up at 6 o'clock, 5.30 for the pregame mm-hmm. over on 104.9 FM. And then at 8 o'clock, 7.30 pregame right here on ESPN Central Texas. It's Baylor at Oklahoma State. Uh, you, you Go get this one on the road. Then you come back home and wrap it up against Iowa State. It could be a it could be a, a a dash to the finish for the Baylor men, which would be very very nice as they wrap up the regular season. Well, I think it's important that you you went out here and again carry a little bit of momentum, a little bit of good taste into uh, tournament play. Um, and, and again, I you know my feelings on the Big Twelve tournament. I think it's more important that you get. I know you have to participate in it but it's not something that I feel like that you have to go out and grind through the bracket and get to championship Saturday. For me, I want to rest my legs and 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 get ready for game one of the NCAA tournament and, and have a little bit of rest, and especially, especially now for the Bears, who, in my opinion, we'll see tonight, may have turned that corner defensively. And if they can get that lockdown defense going, you certainly want to be able to rest your legs if you're going to rely on that going through the NCAA tournament and make a run at the Elite Eight or or the Final Four. 7.30 tonight uh, right here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris is coming up at 3. Matt Mosley's at 4. We will see in the morning at 7 on ESPN Central Texas.